This week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we are recognizing Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, which is the month of May, um, where we're talking about mostly mental health things. We're talking about teachers quitting mid-contract, maternity leave in America and in the UK, and also recognizing and celebrating the teachers who are teaching every single day with trauma. So please stay tuned. We are back on the tracks for another episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. We are so glad that you are aboard. And uh, as always, I have with me my companion, my co-host, Vinny. Hi, my name is Vinny Thomas, aka Mr. Thomas English, and I am the British part of the Hot Mess Teacher Express, bringing in the bit of exotic flavoring all the way from the UK. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't with things. The exotic UK. I think that would be the last word that I would use to describe really? British say people. Spicy, maybe. Spicy. I'd say sour. I'm more sour. I'd say savory. Like, I am. You like, are kind of like a little sour patch kid. Like a little a sour patch British person. I'm like a Dorito. A, oh, why? I don't know. Like a roulette Dorito. You don't Do know you? what you're gonna get. <laughs> I feel like you're just hungry. Yeah, I am too. It's time for lunch. Okay. So this brings us to the first section of today's podcast, Hot Takes. This is the part of the podcast where we go over different things that may be controversial, maybe being discussed in education right now, maybe things that we've seen on Reddit, especially on like some subreddits for some snark pages. <laughs> not, I'm not mentioning names, but I've seen quite a few. Today's one is something that I know for a fact I have experience with. Um, the hot take is teachers quitting mid-contract. I feel like this, for us, we have like, you're a people pleaser, I'm not. So oh, I yeah. feel like we'll this probably This is going to be, I'm going to start this out by saying, I, you need to do what's best for you. Yeah. And like, obviously, the decision that you make is is your decision. If it were me, again, if it were me, please do not be offended with what I would do. <laughs> if it were me, I would I could not quit mid-contract because I, I am a people pleaser <laughs> and I will be miserable for a while until until like that contract is is up. And also I would just feel so guilty leaving the classroom early without without anyone to cover because that means like my co-teachers are then left to pick up the pieces and if I needed to I would but for me I I could not do it meanwhile (laughs) I did it So I'd say like going into this and I definitely feel like when I first went into teaching, like it was such like a taboo thing, like teachers quitting mid-year, like in education to quit mid-year is like the ultimate sin. It's like, how dare you do that? And it's like a mark against your name. Like people like, well, no other school's going to hire you. Like if you want to stay in education, if you ever want to go back, all of this stuff. Um, And my honest viewpoint of it is 
the whole concept of teaching is a calling and saying like, you know, like martyrizing teachers and saying you need to do this, do it for the kids, you know. I look at it as like, you cannot fill other people's cups when your cup is empty. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you're in a space, especially like mentally, if you're at a point where you are done with a job, you are checked out, you don't want to be there. That is when things will happen that are not beneficial to anyone. And I think like it comes down to that thing of like, I remember being really burnt out before I quit. And, you know, you would start your school day and you'd get an email being like, this this has happened to this student, this student's doing this, this student's doing that. And I remember just being so overwhelmed and just being like, I do not care. Right. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't yeah. foresee myself being here anymore. And for me, like, I was very blessed. I also had, like, my social media and what I was doing. And to me, it's like the passion I once had for teaching and why I went into mm. teaching in the first place. All of those main things about forming connections, about making a difference, about improving people's days, lives, whatever. I got that from doing my social media. It switched platforms. And for me, it's like, I remember looking at it and being like, the only reason I'm staying teaching is because I want to be there for my kids. But then I was also like, but I also don't want to quit social media, which is what I'm doing, which to be quite blank of like upfront was paying me more money. Yeah. And I'm like, one is like a dream that not everyone gets to do. Like, you know, getting on social media and getting hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, it doesn't happen to everyone. And it takes a lot of hard work, determination and luck. Mm -hmm. All those factors, not everyone can do it. And I remember being like, this is something that I'm going to let pass me by because I'm getting so overwhelmed and drained and stressed out by teaching that I do not have the time in my day to film a funny video, which is my passion, which is what I want to do. I can't balance me as a human doing things that I love with doing this job. Right. And it kind of like got to that point where I was trying to balance it for so long and I just felt like this is not healthy for me. This is not healthy for my wife Mm because she's dealing with me being overworked and stressed and like trying to fit in my social media on the weekends in the weeknights and then on top of all the other stuff to the point where i was trying to like make shortcuts with teaching in order to be able to successfully do what i actually wanted to do right and it just got to a point where i was just like at the end of the day i need to be honest with myself Mm -hmm. honest with my students and honest with my admin yeah and you know i know for a fact like quitting mid-year the shift that happens once you announce to your like admin school, and it's nothing personal. I have nothing but nice things to say about any school that I've ever worked for. But there is a shift because there is that thing of like, if you quit mid-year, it's like, it's not a personal thing against the school. Or right. the admin. It can just be in my place where I currently am mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever you want to call it right now, this is not the place for me and I need to leave. Right. And if that was any other job, that would, would be, be respected. Yeah, right. It if would be you, fine. If you said, I'm going to do X amount of notice, then I'm gone, they'd be like, that's fine. And yeah. like with me, like, I gave like a two and a half month notice. I was like... <laughs> you were like... <laughs> I was like, I came, time. I came back in January. And the reason why I had a time limit on mine is because I was getting commissioned to like develop a new course. And I was like, if I am yeah. doing this, I need to drop out now because I can't be midway through commissioning a whole new course and then leave it. And I'm the person creating a it. A whole new curriculum course? Yeah, a okay. whole new curriculum. So I was like, it kind of put me in a position where I was like, I have to make this choice and I have yeah. to make it now because yeah. I don't want them to invest money in me. I don't want them to put students in a course that I make be leaving then then right. midway through a quarter and like then they don't have the credits and they have to make things up or they get someone doing it that doesn't know the calls yeah. doesn't know what they're doing so for me i did it more of i feel like i could have potentially lasted longer but i feel like having that on my plate i was like 
I need to make this decision now. Right. And it's also like you had a check in with yourself. You had to make sure that you were doing what's best for you specifically. And I think that's what it all comes down to is when I quit teaching, I was, it was midsummer. I had already signed my con. So technically I kind of, yeah, I kind of, (laughs) I, I quit before the contract started. I quit in the summer because I'd had my son and before my whole life changed, it was like, I was like, I can totally teach next year. Like this is a job and I have, I need money. So this is what I'm going to do. But having a priority shift, Mm -hmm. I had to recognize that and say goodbye to teaching. And it it hurt because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. And that that was that was tough to do mid mid summer. I feel like. It's quitting mid-year, but it's also how you handle the quitting mid-year. Mm. I think if it's something that Abs- you need mm-hmm. to do it for you personally, right. then do it. Be upfront with it. But it's like, because for me, I left because I was like, right, I'm leaving because I have all these other things going on. And right now I am not in a place. Right. And I was also teaching online. So I wasn't in person. Yeah. And if it's a reactionary yeah. thing where you're not respectful about other people in the building and the yeah. admin like that's not that's and like not. I very much was upfront with my kids because I was like I'm leaving to pursue social media full time they are gonna see me online right and I was like I was very much like I didn't want to be one of these like people that had teacher followers and move away from teaching and try and still pretend to be a teacher right. I wanted to be very upfront transition my content away it was a cut yeah it was and literally a- it was like I quit on the Friday filmed like a YouTube video explaining why I'd left, the reasons why I was transitioning away, all of that, and posted it the following week. So within a week of me leaving, everyone was aware. And I was like, because I know that I'm going to do that because I want to be authentic and honest with my audience Mm -hmm. that followed me as a teacher, I want them to know... I'm not in a classroom anymore. Please do not right. see me as one of these like martyrs of I'm a teacher and a social media. You can do it all because I'm not doing it all. Right. And I think that yeah. is also like a healthy boundary to have to be like, you know, you like look at other people, you compare and you're like, how comes this teacher influencer does all this stuff and still is an amazing teacher and I can't even just teach like right. let alone doing all that. Right. I was like very upfront with my students when it's like, I'm leaving for this. Like this has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with the school. I've loved working here, Mm -hmm. but right now I have a dream of mine that I've always wanted to do that is offering me opportunities that will take me away from being able to be here. And not everybody has that opportunity. Yeah. And that's that's a tough thing to recognize too. And some people need to quit mid-contract because of where they're at mentally and and emotionally and they don't have something like that to fall back on which is tough and that's kind of if if you are at that point in your teaching career where you literally have nothing else but you need to quit because the work environment that you're in is toxic for you mentally and emotionally then yeah like you need to and i think it's also important to just also look at it from the perspective of the whole shaming teachers to stay for longer Mm. than they themselves want to stay there yeah because they get these threats of well we'll take your teacher license oh well we're gonna fine you for breaking your contract Mm -hmm. things like that when you are a teacher you need to be on 24 7 you need to be aware of who's in your room what people are doing you need to be able to like safeguard the students know like oh is there any issues is there anything i need to report anything like that wellness checks all of that yeah and if you are not 
switched on. If you are in that negative <laughs> yeah. mind zone, if you're constantly overwhelmed by anxiety, if you're constantly overwhelmed by your own depression, whatever you're going through mentally, you cannot focus on what's in the room. Right. And at that point is having a certified member of staff that is going through that, that does not want to be there, but is being forced to stay there because they don't want, you know, the stigma of I've left early. Right. Is that more beneficial than having someone that may be unqualified that is actually able to be present in that moment? Yeah. And that's why I think it comes down to, because especially in schools, the Education is a scary climate right yeah. now. And if you are not able to... And everything to, is being put on teachers uh -huh. to make sure that they are there for all of those moments. Whatever could happen, you are the one person that this is relying on. There needs to be more support in place yeah, for that. Absolutely. And if a teacher does say, like, I feel like this, it should be a safe enough space that a teacher should be able to go to an admin or someone within their school and say to them, I'm having these feelings. This is where I'm currently at. And mm -hmm. I don't think I can cope with this much longer. Right. There needs to be something in place to help and assist teachers with that. Absolutely. And I think that in and of itself would help with this burnout, would help with these teachers quitting yeah. mid year. But all we're getting shown time and time again is the way that the education is built up it's built up in a way where teachers don't get the respect that they deserve they don't get the compensation they deserve and whenever they speak up and they say like i'm not okay with this i'm not okay with that they get labeled as being a bad teacher and then they get let go anyway right so yeah i feel like it's definitely more of like an issue and i feel like it's a systemic if yeah. anything for the systemic issues that we're having the only way people are going to be listening is if they say like oh crap we're having all these teachers quit mid-year we need to do something about it mm -hmm. but it just feels like it's that constant thing where rather than addressing the issues that caused that mm. teacher to leave in the first place it's labeling that teacher as the issue right. and those that have left are the problem exactly you are not the problem if you need to leave mid-contract you need to leave mid-contract just do it respectfully and remember it may be a job and a calling, but it is still a job. And you are more important. You are, mm -hmm. And it sounds selfish, but you are the most important person in your life. And you need to take care of yourself. Boom. Today, for our American versus British, this is like a yes. topic close to my heart. Um, we're going to be talking about maternity leave in America and in the UK. Go ahead. Tell us about maternity leave. I know you you don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> I don't have a lot. This is a lot of going off like what I recall, but it's usually like in England as a whole, maternity is that you have, it's kind of like a tiered system where it's like the first three months you get paid a certain percentage of your salary. Then the following three months, it goes down a percentage. Then the three months after that, another percentage. And then those final three months, it's usually like if you take that, you won't be paid, but you can take a full year off. Okay. And it like goes and your down. your job is safe. It goes down in tears and your job is protected for that whole year. So okay. I know in education as a whole, it usually is very much so like you also still get paid holiday leave. So mm -hmm. you can like tack that on and add it up as well. Whereas teachers obviously don't get um, holiday leave because the time off is considered the holiday. Yeah. Um. So basically how it works is if you're a teacher on maternity leave, obviously it's 
depending on when you're due, not everyone can be like, oh, I'm due right as school's <laughs> starting and I'm going to be off the whole you year. You could try. Um, <laughs> I know, like, I've had conversations <laughs> with my wife where I'm like, right, so when exactly do you go back? How can we link this up with this break? Um, which is, you know, a very, like... It's kind of messed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it really does show, like, how yeah. as culture we prioritise work yeah, to right. everything else. And that's present for everyone, I feel like. Yeah. It's always like, oh, I, we want to have kids, but when would be a great time? Because, you know, I've got, like, a meeting coming. <laughs> up next i've got a business trip that i would rather go on <laughs> like, yeah absolutely so yeah i feel like nine times out of ten and i've seen this like when i was applying for teaching jobs um in england as well like you there are positions that is like maternity cover where mm. it's a one-year contract where you're just covering someone's maternity yeah. for the year so like a long-term sub i was an english teacher and like nine times out of ten an english department is predominantly female yeah and uh, like especially if you have like a large female um department so i had like one that was like 14 females <laughs> and it was like everyone was like it was a domino boom, effect boom, boom, of, boom, i'm boom. pregnant oh now i'm pregnant and it was like you'd literally get someone from maternity and they'd be like it's like covering you okay <laughs> now i'm gonna switch gonna cover you or like they would do it where they would cover one teacher and then the other teacher would come back from their maternity and just take over another class oh while the sub would stay in for a what year a team what a team effort over yeah. there yeah so, i feel like it's very much like in a way and then one thing that they did that I noticed in the British schools was they would have it where like the teacher that was off on maternity would come in for a day here or there so if like there was a PD day or something like that they would come in and be able to be like part of the discussions of what they teach when they come yeah. back or helping plan curriculum I knew like a teacher that was on like maternity leave and came back slightly early just based on when they were off and their main job for like the last like month was literally you go through all the shared curriculum oh. that we have and you basically make sure that it flows, that it works, get feedback and you improve it so that oh, all the curriculum is prepared for next year. Oh, that's interesting. Because they were like, we already have a maternity cover, their contracts for the whole yeah. year. So you're basically an extra person. So then as well, if we need anyone huh. to like sub cover, you're also like an on-call sub. So yeah. it works in a way that is like, this makes sense because right. then it's a lot less stressful than like here in America, I feel like maternity leave is like near or non-existent. It is horrible horrible i mean like across the board maternity leave like this is not just in yeah. education but like across the board maternity leave is absolutely horrifying um women are giving birth to children which is a really horrifying experience for some um and are expected to be back at work a week two weeks yep. three weeks later and depending on how many sick days you have so in my experience i had been teaching for seven years by the time that i i got pregnant so i had built up enough sick days to cover my maternity leave and then like you have young teachers who are going in and getting pregnant like after the first year of teaching, they don't have enough sick days to cover their maternity leave. So it's either tapping into the sick bank at your school if they're if you're kind of collecting a certain amount of sick days and putting it into the bank that people need or taking the hit financially because you can't get like get back to school in time. So there's this expectation that you are going to have this child and then be back immediately to work. Giving birth to a child, whether it is naturally or um, cesarean, it's a procedure and your body is wrecked. <laughs> and not to not mention- just physically, but emotionally as and the, well. The mentality of literally going from- 
I like it's me and my husband to so suddenly oh it's me and like this living thing that is dependent on me yeah and having to manage that because it's like also like maternity leave is bad but paternity is even worse like oh you yeah know, it's not like oh yeah well my husband can also take time off and help it's yeah. like it falls like it's very like archaic it falls on the woman to yep. like look after the baby yeah and then it's like and then you're still expected to go back to work we have built maternity leave on this archaic system mm-hmm. that women were like 50 60 years ago were the ones that stayed home with the kids yeah and now we have put into place that women are going back to work and going and just conquering all of like being amazing mm-hmm. humans in their in their uh, work fields and then expected to also do all of the things that women who were expected 50, 60 years ago to do, who were just taking care of their home, which is more than a full time job. Like yeah. now we're adding on so many things and Maternity leave in America is absolutely horrifying. I am six weeks postpartum right now. I cannot imagine going back into a work a work environment, like teaching children. My hormones are all over the place. Like, could you I imagine am, eight hours as well yeah. like, of it and having meetings and like those meetings that could easily be an email mm-hmm. and you're literally like, I'm trying to piece myself together. Right. This pregnancy um, and this postpartum journey, I am struggling with postpartum depression very bad. It is one of those things where having a second child, I added on a second child. So now I am mom to two to two children. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. And then I'm left being like, what's left for me? Like, Mm -hmm. who am I? Yeah. And I cannot even imagine being a teacher that has all of those responsibilities. And some of you are doing that right now. I, I, as someone who's struggling with with that right now, like, just, this is not the underdog section, but like, thank you for everything that you're doing to try and balance. And if, if you have a rough day, it's, it's fine. It's normal. It's completely normal to feel the way that you're feeling. And maternity leave sucks here. So, (laughs) and it's like everything, it's like mental health as a whole, especially in education, the amount of trauma that teachers go through every single day Mm -hmm. in any capacity. And then it's like that trauma, it doesn't even take into account anything pre-existing anything outside of the school bubble right like if you are like postpartum if you do suffer with anxiety right. depression ptsd that's not even factored in because they're not even addressing like the mental health and the ptsd the teachers right. go for every single right. day and as that, is and also not to mention like what the complications that happened before birth my first one i was preeclamptic and i was so swollen like and it was a very dangerous situation uh-huh. but i was teaching 37 weeks i could not find any shoes that like fit my feet because my feet were like so swollen and i was just at a certain point i was like i can't be here anymore but those days that i had to take off before giving birth like affected my maternity leave so i had to be like so i either take two weeks off now to like make sure that i'm on bed rest and and getting and getting my health in place before giving birth to this child and i'm taking away two weeks from from postpartum it's just it's, it's just it's, it's so archaic and it, <laughs> it's awful all it needs around. it needs to be fixed it all does. around and like yeah i like don't get me wrong like 
I feel like there are a lot of policies and things like in England that don't work. And I honestly feel like the maternity system there, like to me, I feel like even a year's not enough, like mm-hmm. to be honest. So the yeah. fact that here, like some people have weeks, it's yeah. just, to me, it seems like it's a system that's literally built for workers and not humans. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. British. <laughs> this one goes to the British. This brings us to our next section, the hot or not section. This is where we go over one thing that is hot, which means that it's good or not, which means it's not good, just in case you weren't aware. Today we have two different topics. Our first one is a mental health day. Oh, I love me a mental health day. I love a mental health day. I and I feel like this is more trendier now, so I'm gonna say it's hot now. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it was kind of a secret thing that you would do, like if you were not dying in bed from a cold, then you had to be at school and no mental health was brought into existence. I feel like when I started teaching, that wasn't like a thing. It's nice to see that it's becoming more of a, a conversation that people have yeah. and not to boo. Because yeah. it's like, I remember being a teenager and like, you know, if you would say like, oh, like I'm feeling sad today or you like even mentioned having like depression or anxiety or anything, it would be like, a, oh, don't say that. Like, yeah. don't go around publicizing that. Right. And it's like, I feel like it's so important to just recognize like as teachers and this is like everyone in general, but teachers especially, like the amount of trauma that goes on to teachers every single day. Like I remember I would like start my day, I would get up my emails, bam, first email. Student X did so-and-so last night. And I'm like, and I'm I'm just, okay, that's horrifying. Right. And now I'm questioning my head. Did I see any signs? Could I have done anything about this? Anything. Yeah. And you know, you're getting these messages and you could be teaching a lesson. You get an email. Oh, just so you're aware, so-and-so was taken into custody today in a lesson. And you're like, how... How am I supposed to function with this? And then I'm getting told all of these bad things. And then you have to help the classroom full of students in front of you too process whatever's going on. Or you're like noticing a child has like an issue. So then you call home and then you call home and it's it's not like the parents that are listed, it's someone else. Then you find out like, oh, they've been taken away from their parents. And you're like, oh my God, like this student has been in my lesson. I weren't aware of any of this. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you've also got to like, you know, safeguard. You're not allowed to like share any information. And you're like, okay, but what do I do with all this? And it's like, I think the amount of pressure for teachers to do everything, to be like, you know, you're facilitating, but then you're also being their therapist. Then you're also being their guidance counselor. Then you're also being like, you know, social worker. It's all of this. And it's like, there is not enough emotional capacity to be able to do everything that a teacher is supposed to do. So taking those mental health days is absolutely essential to the success of your classroom and to the success of you. You can't function taking on all of that trauma. And even a day doesn't do it. I'm not saying that take a mental health day and everything will be better. It, It won't. But we, we all need a break. So mental health days are hot, hot, hot. If you are a type A teacher and you're like, I can't take the day off <laughs> and you're like, or, or say, for instance, you feel strange about asking for a mental health day because there are, it's still, yeah, it's, still it, it's something that's becoming more and more like widely spoken about, but it's, there's still places that are way what behind. What I would always do is if I needed a mental health day, I would like be the organized person that I am and be like, well, I need to have like this doctor's appointment or this dentist appointment, whatever. And I would be like, right, my dentist appointment is at 9am. I'm just taking the full day. Yep. I'm just saying, 
I have a dentist appointment, that's it. And if that's what you need to do to be able to do it, please do. Because yeah. I remember like those days were the days I needed the most where I wasn't just bed bound, sick in bed, but mm-hmm. where I was actually going out and doing the things that brought me joy and then like yeah. resuscitating myself. So then I went back the next day and even though I had a bad sub note from my <laughs> class, I was like, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Because if this was yesterday and I saw this note, I would have definitely cussed out many a student. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Agreed. Okay, so that was mental health days. Our next topic is mandatory volunteering. Is there anyone that likes this? (laughs) The naughtest of them all (laughs) is mandatory volunteering in a staff meeting. Oh. Like you have to participate. No, that's a not. Do not make me participate. Do not force me into doing something. When I was at like the new teacher induction for my school no. district, there was this woman that would always lead the lead the presentation and she would go over all of these random things that we were all like, we don't have to do that, do we? Like, that's, yeah. that's not in our contract. And she's like, you'll notice at the bottom of your contract says other duties as listed. Oh, and literally, it would that con- little that little phrase in the contract they will put anything underneath other duties as assigned like literally constantly and i remember just hearing that every time i was like (laughs) that is basically you giving me the middle finger and being like i own you and it's like no you do not like i am here i will do my job the best that i can right but my job is to teach children not yeah. to do whatever you need me to do. Uh, and, it, and it's always that thing, well, so-and-so chaperoned last week, so now you've got a chaperone. And I'm like, wh- where's the you got to do this yeah. in here? Where's my stipend for that? And because I, that's not happening. And I feel like what really annoys me the most with mandatory volunteering is they will also use it for things like observations, where they'll be like, well, there's this subsection here in this um, subset where, you know, it says, like, you know, if you're on, like, a school board or a voluntary meeting or anything like this then you automatically get highly effective in that section. You know, if you don't have that, then that could impact you getting, like, effective. And I'm like, mate. Threatening me. Mate, like, <laughs> it's like that embellished kind of thing of, like, you're being voluntold to do this if you want to get right. these expectations. And I'm like, I would rather be a human that is able to function in society outside of this classroom mm-hmm. than get a box checked for highly effective. Like, yeah. I'm good being a mid-teacher. That's fine by me. Yeah. So, yes, um, mandatory volunteering is a 100% no from me. It's not. <laughs> it's a no from me as well. A not, not, not. All right. We are at that point in the show where we grind those gears. This is the part of the show where we take 30 seconds to rant about something that really, really annoys us. You can absolutely follow along, do whatever you need to do to get that rage out of you. Vinny start today because Vinny is a good example for all of us um, with just letting that rage out. You would think that he does not have any in him. He does. It's scary. Okay. You ready? Okay. Trucks in the fast lane. And the real issue on the roads here in America is these trucks, especially the ones that literally are limited to 60 miles an hour, but they're in the fast lane when it's going 90. I'm like, you are slowing the whole slew, especially when there's one truck trying to overtake another truck. I'm sorry. Are you late to get to where you are? That's your fault, not mine. Surely you have a thing written into your contract about traffic because you are the one causing the traffic right now. And especially the ones in the small trucks. Why do all Americans need these massive trucks? Are you not worried about global warming? It's always a GMC as well. You know what that stands for? Giant massive 
Get out of my way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now we're on to your favorite part where you get to do your grind margies. So, are you ready for your topic? I am ready. Are you ready? I'm are you ready, ready for it? <laughs> Oh, I'm ready. Oh, you sound really determined there. You ready? I'm ready. Ready. (laughs) So, Jess, your topic is when someone checks into the hospital on Facebook but doesn't tell you why. Tell me you are desperate for attention without telling me you are desperate for attention. This is the epitome of us on AIM putting up some cryptic away message with some some angsty teenager music lyrics just so that we could get some attention like oh my gosh are you okay what's going on message me dm me i sent you a message please respond like no they're trying to fish attention from you don't engage if they so much more to say so much more. So right, you can I'll finish. I'll finish in the like in the bathroom later. I'll you just can, scream it all out. You can just put it on your Facebook status. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> put myself in the hospital. We are now on our final section of the podcast, which is teacher underdogs. This is the part of the podcast where we highlight um, different types of people in education and just give them a shout out because we know that it's not very common for everyone to get the recognition that they deserve. <laughs> This week, we are highlighting teachers dealing with trauma. So I think I know I, I speak for everyone when I say, like, I don't think society as a whole understands the trauma that the pandemic truly had on teachers. How, mm. you know, when everything fell apart, people moved to a hybrid online, whatever it was, teachers were expected and teachers did show up and they did everything they could. And I think just seeing the amount of work and dedication that teachers put in and how teachers were just expected to carry on then and this isn't just pandemic this is for everything because it just applies so much more there are so many teachers that deal with mental health issues that deal with trauma that every single day are going into an environment that has so many triggers and more and Mm -hmm. I think especially like as someone that has also dealt with things like anxiety whilst teaching it's truly one of the hardest things that you can do and to still show up every single day just know that you are valued and that even if your admin your school even if you feel like your students or those around you don't see it just know that the fact that you're here and you're trying your best each and every day you are amazing and i hope you know that and just know that it is where it is teaching will always have areas that can be improved but the one thing that you can control is that you are still here Mm -hmm. and that people want you to be here even if you don't feel that way um and just know that you're amazing and i hope that you know that you're doing the best you can every day and that's all you can do Mm -hmm. you know i feel like teacher you're often defined by being a teacher and there's so much more to that individual that is in in a classroom teaching they have a life outside and there are some traumatic things going on in their lives that aren't talked about in the classroom or aren't addressed and I feel like that needs to be recognized that teachers are so much more than the the seven to eight hours that they spend in that classroom. And there's so much more going on in their lives than coming to school every day and teaching. And the trauma that is in your life 
and the the mental health that some of us struggle with it doesn't define you yeah and i think that's important to recognize your your feelings are valid the way that you are trying to process through that trauma it's it's hard and it's a fight and again like i i i haven't dealt with mental health issues other than kind of what i'm going through right now postpartum and i have the most respect for the people that go in to every single day and fight yeah for their mental health and constantly are telling themselves that they are worth it they are more and it's so true you are so worthy of being here your presence is is valued and and keep fighting every single day those voices in your head that tell you that you're not enough you are you are you are um and to show up into a classroom and and deal with not only your trauma but the trauma of everyone else too it's just it's absolutely amazing the heart that goes into um teaching when you're when you're dealing with your own trauma so thank you and i see you you're valid and always remember if you are in a situation if you're in a school a district that you feel like just does not understand Mm. or get you or supports you please do not feel trapped in that district apply elsewhere go to a different school there i have so many friends that have had it where they've gone to a school and they've been told you're awful teacher you're never going to succeed and they've believed it and Mm -hmm. i've believed it i've been told Mm -hmm. that time and time again and then they go to other schools where they are supported where they find their people and they're like wow like i'm really glad that i didn't give up on this as well so just remember like if there is anything in the actual culture of where you are in your school in the district and it's not working for you yes it's a lot of work to switch districts go for all that bs training that they put you for even though you've taught for x amount of years yeah but the payoff of being able to go in and actually enjoy your job again or feel supported is worth it absolutely if you are someone that's listening to this right now debating switching schools switching whatever this is your sign do it (laughs) because you need if that is what is going to benefit you in the long run is worth the temporary work now to be more successful and be more content in the long haul. Because your mental health is worth it. You are worth the work that goes into making sure you are mentally healthy. Wow. That, that, was a, that, was a, whew, that was a deep episode there. I loved that. That was a fun little journey. Yeah, I hope um, you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. I hope you have the most amazing week. And like we've said many times in this episode, just know that you are amazing. You are a person on this earth and you deserve respect. You deserve love. And you also deserve to treat yourself like you should, which means that you should be kind to yourself always. I feel like you were talking to me and I just feel so fulfilled right now. Oh, Penny. Oh, okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a nice day. (laughs) Week, month, whatever it is. Week, month. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Choo-choo. Bye, choo-choo.